G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. I'm Matt Gees and I just want to quickly remind you that you can catch 2020 every weekday on the Vision Radio Network in the West from 8am, in Queensland from 10 and in the Eastern Summer States from 11. And don't forget the best of 2020 every weekend on Vision, Saturday mornings and Sunday evenings. Check the program guide at vision.org.au. A parliamentary report has highlighted the negative impact of fly-in, fly-out and drive-in, drive-out work practices for remote communities. The parliamentary inquiry began in 2011 and has found the growth of the resources industry and the accompanying FIFO-DIDO work practices are exacerbating to an extreme level that divide between the cost of living in metro and the cost of living in regional Australia. Frontier Services is a successor agency in the Uniting Church to the Australian Inland Mission started by John Flynn and they've made a submission to the inquiry and they've welcomed this report. Someone who's seen firsthand some of the issues in this inquiry that it's highlighting is Patrol Minister Reverend George Rebolito. He's with the Broken Hill Patrol and he joins me now. George, can you refresh our memories first? What are some of the things about these work practices that Frontier Services have been most concerned about? Well, we're definitely worried about the effect that they have on remote and isolated communities, essentially eroding the communities themselves and and the increase in the cost of living in those communities, which has meant that there's almost you know no no way that people can be attracted to go and live in those communities because uh, it costs so much. And slowly, those communities uh, are shrinking in size. So that's certainly been one of the the main things that we've been concerned about but also the well-being of the fly-in and fly-out and drive-in and drive-out workers that um, you know go into these places to work and have little or no connection uh, with the um, with the communities uh, in which these these particular mines are found. Now does this mean that Frontier Services are against mining in Australia? No, no it certainly doesn't mean that Frontier Services are um, is against mining and I you know I want to make that very clear but our focus has always been on the sustainability and the you know treating communities and people in an equitable way and you know in a just way. And the focus of Frontier Services and particularly of Patrol Ministry has always been, you know, the people. And God cares for these people and God, you know, they're all God's people. And our focus has always been on caring for them. Now, Frontier Services was one of many organisations and agencies that made a submission to the parliamentary inquiry that this report has come out of. Now that this report has been handed out, what are some of the things that have come out of it that Frontier Services have welcomed and have thought, well, maybe there, there should be more to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fact that the report has highlighted the fact that the steps have to be taken to to resolve some of the issues that we've raised in our in our submission, and I'm sure that other other groups and agencies have raised as well. So it's been very. I mean, we've we've welcomed the report. We've welcomed the findings. Um, the findings, of course. Uh, some of which is what exactly what we've said in the past that um, you know they've. 
eroded uh, the livability of some of these remote communities and um, you know there are all sorts of of issues of equity issues in terms of the wealth that's been taken out of those places and that actually not shared with the communities themselves. What are some of the recommendations that this parliamentary report has made George? The parliamentary report made recommendations in terms of um, the uh, the Productivity Commission for example to look at different forms or well, I think it says more appropriate forms of uh, governance for the remote Australia. That's one of the things that we think is really really important. Um, the other thing is uh, things like uh, further studies um, that need to be done and so we, wel- we welcome that. Um, further studies on the effects on um, the workers, the, the, the flying fly, our driving fly or the non-resident workers in these towns because there's some research that's been conducted that actually suggests that there are significant psychological impacts uh, on the flying fly, our driving, drive out workforce that haven't been necessarily taken into account by health policy and, um, you know, other sort of sustainable medical services. Now, Georgia, as a patrol minister yourself, yeah, you're dealing with people on a daily basis and, and Broken Hill is a, a major mining community. What are some mm. of the experiences that you've had in dealing with people who are non-residential workers and, and people who are residents of these towns? Yeah. Well, some of, the, um, some of the experiences in the isolated communities um, that I visited have been, you know, that people are um, are hurt or they're a little bit dismayed sometimes at the fact that fly in, fly out, um, drive in, drive out workforces come in and they don't have any connection with the community. They seem to have a, you know, a, a deep sadness that, you know, there is that, uh, you know, that lack of connection, but also the fact that they can see their communities and it's not necessarily Broken Hill, but other sort of more isolated communities that I visited, they see their community deteriorating. They see their young ones leaving or, you know, they see things not progressing uh, the way that they would want it to. And, you know, they, there's a there's a deep sadness. On a, you know, personal level, uh, you know, with some of the uh, actual um, workers that come in, um, there seems to be, and this is not in all cases, but there seems to be a, a definite disengagement or perhaps they, 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 they can't really relate because they're not there and part of the community and then and then uh, once they finish up working for the week or the two weeks, depending on how their shifts work, they, they go away and then they come back after a week or two. And, and so there's almost like a dislocation that's happening for them. And it's very hard, I think, especially in, in remote communities, for um, people to maintain that for significant amounts of time. As a minister of the gospel, yeah, you're out there not only uh, preaching, obviously, but also offering that pastoral care. Mm. Has it been welcomed uh, to have someone there who's offering that pastoral care to the workers? Uh, absolutely, Matt. It's, it's one of those beautiful things in ministry when you offer you know, the love of God to people in words and in practice, um, and it's and it's well received. <laughs> I can imagine some of your listeners would agree that then it's not well received in all cases, in all situations. But but certainly out in the bush, um, it's well received. And fronty services patrol ministers and and I'm certainly uh, of this uh, or acting this way. We're, we're about relationships, and we're about right relationships. And so we're there to make friends with these with with people that are in isolated remote communities we're there to actually show that we will be there when they need us and in that way show how god's love reaches each and every one of them even if they're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers from 
you know, any sort of major hub. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? And as you've said a few times, and Frontier Services have mentioned at, at different times, it's all about connectedness, you know, being connected to somebody, connected to mm. their family and having someone that they can be in some sort of relationship with, you know, a friend to talk to. That's right. And sometimes that's all that they need. They just need someone to have a chat, someone to talk to. And, and out of simple conversations come, you know, very meaningful times. For example, research has, has started to come out that shows that some of these um, these mobile mobile workforces, so the flying flyer, drive-in, drive-out workers, are having uh, you know increased incidences of, of relationship breakdowns, um, and uh, so that that sort of uh, those sorts of conversations take some time to get to, but because they're very deep and they're very meaningful. I guess it's also hard on the local community to see. Things like uh, accommodation prices skyrocketing, cost of living skyrocketing, I guess, you know, being the minister in those communities would be a difficult task at times? Well, it can be very hard, especially when in some cases prices have actually, you know, pushed local people out and the community organisations that have been there for forever <laughs> and, um, you know, are struggling to, to find people to, to help. Um, to provide the much-needed services that they've provided for so long. And and it is hard, and, it, and most of us would, uh, as patrol ministers, would, you know, just pull the shirt sleeves up and go for it, you know, mm. get in there and, and help out and do as much as we can. But it is it is very difficult to pastorally also to um, be in a community that is, uh, because of these practices actually deteriorating. Well, George, what do you hope will uh, you see in the future when it comes to the you know, non-residential workforce, mining communities, that sort of thing? Yeah, look, I think one of the things that I think uh, the government should take heed of is to look at different ways achieving the same thing. I mean, fly-in, fly-out and drive-in, drive-out workforce is only one way of doing things and for the sake of these communities for the sake of the people that are there you know i think there needs to be a lot more thought gone going into uh, being able to provide workforces that are part of or can become part of those communities and can actually form relationship and work together uh, and so that things can be done justly and more equitably and looking also, I should say, at the mental health issues and the other sort of uh, sort of medical sustainability of medical services and things and, and, and issues like that, I think they are primary issues. They are things that need to be dealt with very, very quickly. Well, George, it's interesting to hear a, a patrol minister's perspective, especially being able to uh, tread that line between the locals and the, uh, the mining communities. And we welcome that uh, parliamentary report to try and find ways that everybody can work together. George Robodello, thank you so much for your time here on Vision Radio. No problem. Thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.